Hello, I'm Danielle Glesney, dietitian with Amago Nutrition. I have a great topic today. Um, and I want to shout out to Dr. Amy Roberts and Associates for our topic today. Um, they are providing excellent care to their clients by considering all aspects of health, such as nutrition. Um, so our topic today is what teens need from their parents um, with regards to nutrition and how can we help our teens um, care about their health? So those two questions go really um, hand in hand. So we're going to talk about um, those, but this really does apply to parents of young kids. Um, so starting early can make it a little bit easier, possibly. Um, I have a five and seven year old. Um, so I have started a lot of the things that um, we'll talk about today. And so, like I said, this is a really good episode for parents of young kids as well. Um, there's a lot of great resources available um, for parents of young kids, you know, preschoolers, um, such as you know, the MOPS group, Moms of Preschoolers, um, provides lots of good information on lots of topics. Um, there's parent-teacher educators. Um, but I think it's hard to find resources for teens um, and how to support them health-wise. Um, so that's um, maybe an idea for someone out there if you want to uh, start a group uh, to support Moms of Teens, MOPS. Mots. <laughs> um, that was um, an idea for from Dr. Amy Roberts and Associates. Um, so parents of teens um, do need support as well. So I really enjoy working with teens. Um, and one of the challenges I face, and I'm sure parents face as well, is just um, maybe lack of interest or um, a priority in their life. So um, Teens don't necessarily um, think about their health at this at that time when they're a teen, um, and there's maybe like a lack of interest or priority in their life. Um, so, what should parents really focus on um, when that is the case? Um, so, first, like I said, um, starting just as young as six months old, you know, when you're introducing solids to um, starting this as a as a, a parent of a teenager, it's never too late. Um, a resource um, and, you know, really feeding models um, are developed by Ellen Satter. She's a dietitian that's internationally known and she's a, a feeding um, expert. Um, so one of the things that she really talks about is this division of responsibility. Um, so starting this, like I said, really early or you know, uh, as a mom or parent of a teen. And what that is, is um, roles. So the parent has a role and the child has a role. Um, the parent role is deciding what, when, and where. So deciding what to eat, when to eat, and where um, you will eat. And the child's role is to decide um, if they'll eat and how much. Um, so that could mean if they eat the meal at all, or if they eat a certain portion of the food, um, or, you know, how much they eat. So that's the child role. In order to stay in these roles, you know, um, one, the parent really needs to focus on a zero pressure 
um, to stay in their role as a parent. Um, so not, you know, um, talking about how healthy the food is, or you should eat this because it's going to help you feel full. Those kinds of conversations about nutrition can happen outside of the dinner table environment. You most certainly can teach your kids, um, you know, these are carbohydrates. These give you lots of energy and these are protein foods. These help you feel full. Um, but not at the table, because um, that can be considered a form of pressure. And then it discourages actually um, the child um, or the teen from eating those foods because they know you want them to eat those foods. Um, so having those conversations outside of the dinner table and then also remembering to try to treat all foods as equal. So we don't want to have a diet mentality of a good list of foods and a bad list of foods. Um, so when we talk about the parent role, what um, you want to provide a large variety of, of foods um, throughout the week. Um, and then you want to provide one meal for the whole family. And like I said, the teen or the child can decide if or how much they will eat of that um, meal. And then when it comes to the win, um, we really want to encourage, you know, three meals a day, um, a snack in between meals if needed, and, and no grazing. So not eating, you know, snacks right before meals or eating eating all day long. Um, so as a parent of a child and a teen, we really do want to make sure we're providing structure in that way. Um, and I know that gets challenging. It looks different um, when you have um, teens versus children. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and then secondly, um, where um, this is kind of um, important um, in our culture, especially today when we're, you know, have screens all the time, like our phones. Um, so we really want to encourage children um, up to teens and older, all of us adults, um, we don't want to eat in front of our, our screens, our work, our TV, or toys. Um, that's decreasing our attention to our satiety cues or how we feel with the food, if we're feeling satisfied, if we're feeling hungry. Um, so we want to make sure we have all the attention we can to our bodies and um, how they're feeling so we know when to stop. Um, eating. Um, and so those are kind of the things to think about when it comes to the division of responsibility. One role that we have um, is to know those, those roles as a parent and what the role is as a child. And that is the same, even though it looks different um, with teens. Okay. So um, when it, when we talk, when we talk about teens, um, like I said, it looks different, um, and requires more conversations as a family, um, and working together as a family and being open as a family and talking about goals as a family. Um, so teens still need structure. They need you to help provide them with meals three times a day. Um, <clears throat> but what is, um, before we get into that, we want to think about, why, you know, why do we do family meals? Um, statistics show that family meals have lots of benefits um, outside of nutrition either, um, also. So family meals are important um, for better health for the whole family, but also to decrease depression, decrease substance abuse, 
decreased eating disorders, decreased teen pregnancies, and increased self-esteem and increased academic performance. Um, so that's like, if we sit down as a, as a family and eat as many meals as we can together um, throughout the week, we're going to have all of those benefits. Um, so I know it's really hard to feed a family. Like that is uh, sometimes a full-time job, it feels like. Um, but just think about all those benefits that you have when you can eat as a family um, most often. Okay. So teens, like I said, it looks a little different. Their priorities have shifted towards more so family or more, you know, more sort friends, I'm sorry, um, or their social activities or what have you. Um, so thinking about ways we can um, make family meals important. Um, one is if they see that you have uh, the priority or the parents have the priority of family meals. Two, making family meals pleasant. Um, and three, um, connecting. And I like to put um, instead of correcting. So those three tips are from Ellen Satter of how to um, keep family meals um, important for teens. Um, so the making sure you, you show that it's a priority, um, making it pleasant and um, connecting with your child, whatever their age is, um, and not correcting. Um, so I think that's really hard as a mom with younger kids, correcting is hard, not, you know, as far as table manners and things like that. So um, trying as best um, to always make sure that family meal is a positive experience. Um, the other difference, so the differences, um, for teens versus children, um, is teens have the ability to make their own food or, you know, assemble a, a meal and they have the desire to be outside of the home a little bit more, maybe go, um, to restaurants with their friends, or like I said, that social aspect is, um, what kind of creeps in, <laughs> Um, when it comes to, um, you know, balancing family health. Okay. So one, we want to address the first one, their ability to make their own food. We want to try to embrace that. I know, um, as you know, a parent, you're preparing all these meals as they grow up and you have kind of a way you do things and maybe they make a huge mess when they are preparing the meal, or maybe they're not preparing the meal how you want it to be prepared. Um, but like I said, we want to focus on things that, um, we, you know, have more control over or how we can train them for the real world. So we obviously want them to prepare their own meals. Um, and so how do we do that? Um, so we want to, you know, be embracing of that, uh, new responsibility and, and set some boundaries. So one might be an example, um, I'll make breakfast and dinner and you can make lunches or if they really want to make their own breakfast, um, you know, give them that responsibility and, and keep it simple. Like you make breakfast and, um, if, if you're not eating breakfast and you're skipping breakfast, that's not good for your health. So I will, um, take over that responsibility if you can't, you know, make the time or, um, you know, give me the groceries that you feel like you want for your breakfast. Um, the grocery list for, for example, or maybe even looks like you can, um, you know, tell us what you want for two meals a week. And I can be your assistant cook if you want to prepare them, or, you know, I'll just provide those meals. Um, you know, having those conversations with your, um, teen and, 
um, embracing that new responsibility um, and teaching them outside of the dinner table. Um, so like training for the real world might be meeting with a dietitian. Um, so that could be part of your, you know, like I said, support system, a support network, um, or have it taking a nutrition class. And this would be to like, learn how to build meals, um, to help you feel satisfied and have energy throughout the day. Um, so not once again, saying we need to be healthy, um, that, that creates a positive and negative, um, connotation on food. So then there's a list of all these good foods we should eat and all the bad foods we shouldn't eat. Um, so trying to not use necessarily the word healthy, but just, um, how do we prepare meals that are good, you know, um, to help us feel good. So how can we make veggies taste good? Give us lots of variety. What kind of carbohydrates should we buy? Um, things like that. So, um, training them for the real world, um, so no one is on a diet. We're learning how the whole family can stay healthy for the future. Um, and, and, and that's the goal. So there's no good or bad food list. Um, so Ellen Satter recommends incorporating like chips or junk food, if you want to call it that, um, you know, into, uh, meals and snacks. Um, so, it's very important to try to keep all foods equal as much as possible. Um, and, um, you know, the goal with that is trying to decrease like the importance or excitement they might have, um, with, you know, junk food. So like this starts as really young kids. Um, so again, this is a good reason you're listening to it if you have younger kids. Um, so they can know like, right really early, um, earlier than kindergarten, what foods are more like junk food and what foods are higher in sweets <laughs> or sugar, like desserts. Um, and so sometimes those foods get put on a pedestal, like, um, if you don't have them frequent enough. So, um, Ellen Satter, if you read her website, like I said, it's a really good, um, resource. Her name is spelled E L L Y N and Satter S A T T E R. So if you go to her website, um, you can, you know, read it into more detail of all these, um, resources. So, um, Ellen Satter, um, like it describes how, if you have these foods, these junk foods available often, um, they don't really have any more importance or specialness about them. Um, so that's the goal is to, they're more casual. They don't, you know, overindulge and overindulge because they have access to it all the time. Um, and that's training them for the real world because really that is available out there in schools and summer camps and friends' house and gas stations if they can drive. Um, so restriction is not helpful in, re in training um, your kids for the real world. It just really causes them to want it more. Um, but you, like I said, still need to have conversations um, as the parents on your goals as the family. Um, so. Um, for, you know, my family, for example, we had the conversation, just uh, me and my husband, as far as like the frequency of desserts and how can we have them frequent enough that they're not something we're, um, you know, sp super special where they're, you know, wanting it all the time. 
And then not every day so that we're feeding that sweet tooth or that increases our cravings. Um, so I do have a sweet tooth and I, I do notice that if I have them more often, I crave them more often. Um, so we, you know, as a family decided a frequency and my kids are kind of young, so we're not necessarily giving that frequency to them because then they would, you know, count the days that we're having it. Um, but you know, as a, as a family, um, you can determine based on your age of your kids or, or where you're at, um, if that's a good thing to share or um, to just kind of, like, again, you're just providing it. So in a, in a, a family with young children, um, you're just providing the meal. That's what you get. And if you don't want it, that's totally fine. Um, so when we um, talk about how, again, the question is what teens need from their parents, they need structure. They still need um, you to provide majority of the meals, um, you know, uh, try to set some type of schedule where there's no like grazing all day long, um, having op uh, open conversations about um, the goals as a family. And when we talk about um, goals as the family, that can be like the roles, right? We can, um, if you're starting the division of responsibility when your kids are older as teenagers, you know, you can most certainly, you do need to tell them the new roles um, or, um, you know, habits that you're going to start uh, or responsibilities. Like I said, their um, teens are going to have more responsibilities than young kids. Maybe they can um, help chop um, veggies for the week, or they can do a grocery store run or, um, they can, if they want to participate in cooking meals or planning meals. Um, so having the family discussions of roles, responsibilities, and goals. And like I said, the goals, we really want to think about, um, you know, healthy, being healthy as a family can be the underlying thing, but we don't necessarily want to think of the word healthy, like I said, to have that good and bad list, um, in their head. Um, so, so goals can be like financial goals as a family. We're going to eat at home more often because financially it's, it's the smarter thing to do, or we want to eat at home more often so we can connect more with our family. Um, and like I said, have all those benefits of decreased depression and substance abuse and, um, increased self-esteem, etc. Um, or we want to eat together more as a family, um, to learn the responsibilities of growing up. So like, you know, how to prepare a meal or how to cut, cut the veggies, um, or what have you. So, um, that kind of goes into that second difference for teens. Um, so the desire to eat outside of the home. So that's kind of how you can address that, um, is those are the goals that we're having, um, as a family and, and, and the why can sometimes be explained if you feel like that's not needed. Um, that's, that's fine too. Um, so those are some things that we want to think about, um, to address those questions of, um, what teens need from their parents and how, um, they can help their teens care about their health. So just one more thing as we wrap up, um, for teens, we want to focus, shift our focus as parents away from the foods that they're consuming, that we think they're consuming too much of. I think when I'm working with clients, the parents are very concerned and, and, you know, maybe rightfully so about, oh, they're consuming carbs all day long. Um, they're not feeling hung. They're not feeling satisfied because they're consuming carbs all day 
all day long. And yes, that is very important. Um, so that's when a, a dietitian can um, come in handy or a nutrition class to kind of just learn which foods help us feel satisfied and which foods give us energy. Um, but we do want to fo- shift our focus as parents away from those foods that we think we're cons- they're consuming too much of. And we want to focus on all the healthy habits they can have for the p- future. So those healthy habits could be, like I said, family meals, um, snacking and no grazing, um, enjoying physical movement. Um, you know, that could be um, outside hobby or uh, sports or, or things like that together. Um, as a family, we want to eat meals together, one meal, not multiple different meals, and they can choose to eat some foods, um, and not others. Um, they can choose, the teens can choose to participate in meal planning, cooking, grocery shopping. The more involved they are in preparing meals and learning to cook some of their favorite foods, um, the more they'll probably enjoy those family meals. But again, you do have to be patient for that interest. And until they have that interest, you are providing. So, um, since this topic is hard to address generally, like I, I, like I said, um, having a dietitian in your corner, um, or having a nutrition class, um, just so you can learn as a family together, um, how to build the plate, you know, fourth of your plate protein to help us feel satisfied, fourth of plate carbohydrates to help, help us have energy and, you know, half the, half the plate of non-starchy vegetables, um, obviously there's a lot more into that than what I just stated. Um, cause we want to enjoy our foods and we also can have mixed, you know, uh, meals. So it doesn't have to be all separated like that. That would get boring. Um, so like I said, um, consider meeting with a dietitian, um, or, uh, having a nutrition class. Um, and I think that's all I have for you today. I hope you found this helpful. Um, once again, a great resource is Ellen Satter, E-L-L-Y-N, Satter, S-A-T-T-E-R. And then also, if you go to our website, Amago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O, Amago Nutrition, um, there's some great resources there. So we have like a starter grocery list that you can work together with your family. Um, we have in our articles tab, um, some great articles on the division of responsibility um, and how to incorporate this in your family. I hope you have a great day.